Praise the Lord one more again. Praise the Lord in the dance. Praise Him on the harp, saxophone. If you got an old guitar in that basement, get it out and praise Him with it. If you got a dekalabo uh, shakaraba, if you got two hands, put them together and clap your way to victory. If you got feet, stomp them and let the Lord know that He is worthy. If you got breath still in your body, use that mouth, use that breath. Let everything that have breath praise ye the Lord. I need to read that real quick. I might, I feel in my spirit. I need to read that before I get into this lesson real quick. So I want you to go. I need to take you. We need to go to Psalms 100 before we get into the lesson. Because maybe we need to send Judah first. That's right. We need to send Judah first because we need some victory. And, um. It says, in Psalms 100, it says, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Ah, that's right, that's right. Come before God's presence with singing. Don't come before him with complaints and whatnot. Know you, know you that the Lord, he is God. And it is he that made us, and not we ourselves. And we are his people, and the sheep of his pastor. And into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name, for the Lord is good. And he is, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endure to all generations. Listen, his mercy is everlasting. He is an everlasting God. He is an everlasting Father. He is a way maker. He is a shield, a buckler. He is a beast inside. He is just God and God by himself. And what we want to do is we want to give him the praise. We want to give him the glory due to his name. For the name of the Lord is great. Trust in the name of the Lord. Yes, yes, yes. You can put. You can trust in his name. You see, the thing is about a name. It's something about a name. If, if, you, if you say certain people's name. And then it will if it will be a story behind that name that you said. Oh Lord have mercy! I need to. Uh, <laughs> if you said the name of a Denzel Washington, then you know what the deal is. You said a name of a Holly Berry or a Jay Z. You said the name of a Kanye West. If you said the name of a Bill Gates. You said the name, even in the streets. <laughs> if you said, say, if people known in the streets, you said certain names, there'll be a story behind that name. Well, um, what about the name of Jesus? What's the story behind that name? Well, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess. Well, the name of what's about that name? Well, then he is the Son of God. Died for the sins of the world. On the cross was buried. Three days rose again with all power in his hand. Coming back for those who believe just in that. Listen, that's the name. That certain things can associate with a name. Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Help us to have a better name. Help us to redeem our names, Lord God. Help us not to have all kind of foolishness associated with our name. But also, we know life happens. I was talking to a gentleman just the other day. And he said, life happens. 
So, you know, it's funny how, and that's why I'm, we're doing this lesson. I'm going to get uh, back into this lesson that we talk about on David. Because it's funny how we won't allow people to have, the. we won't allow men of God to have lives. Meaning that life doesn't happen. We won't allow people to have lives. We won't allow people to, to, to say life happens. We don't, we don't, we're not going to allow people to, to say that. Because we want to keep everything just so. There's only one name that's without sin. That is Jesus. It's funny because if I say the name Peter. That's right. See, he's one man of God in the New Testament. The people really, you know, don't 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 allow him that to have life, because we start thinking about the denial three times. We start thinking about how he sink. We you start thinking about how he began to curse. Yeah, you talk about that more than than y'all talking about how he preached on the day of Pentecost, the first one to preach in the New Testament church, preached on the day of Pentecost, and thousands and thousands of people got saved. You ain't gonna talk about how his shadow. Was healing people. You're not gonna talk about how he wanted to get a car beautiful, telling people to get up. You want to talk about how he walked in the house, and there was a certain um, a disciple that was dead, and Peter told her to get up, get up, and it go by the car. Yet, you all we always want to associate. You know, we want to allow people these days and times mm -hmm. to have life. We're not gonna allow. We ain't gonna allow it to go down. We're not gonna have you have life. You know, we want to talk about how the time Peter got rebuked by Paul at a meeting because he was still on another level. I just put it that way. <laughs> but you're dealing with a preacher today that will allow you to have life, meaning that I ain't going to say you're getting ready to bust hell wide open because life happened. Well, brother, life shouldn't keep happening. Okay, well, you, 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 so you're saying you shouldn't keep breathing? I mean, what What are we saying? <laughs> Glory be to God. That's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. I don't have to preach it a whole nother time. Listen, glory be to God. I'm going to continue on in with, with what I was speaking with on David. David is the servant of God. David is the young shepherd boy who got anointed by God to be king over all Israel, even though it is another man already king. Don't you know there's somebody living in your house right now? Don't you know there's somebody's in there's somebody right now that's in a position, but that's keeping it warm for you? Don't you know right now that there's somebody right now? Cool. You're getting ready to take over that spot. And they know it. And because they know it, they're trying to hold you back. Which is interesting because sometimes the transition uh, doesn't isn't like that. Sometimes you go in the transition and then people, okay, here's a replacement. Oh, good, good, good. This is a replacement. Good. Let me train you, man, and show you different things. On. Let me show you what a what a safe is. Let me show you how the keys, how to get into this building. Let me show you this. Nope. Dang how sometimes it goes down. Sometimes it's a rough transition because a person that's in the position, I want to give it up. Lord have mercy, and then you gotta you, but you gotta stay humble. Meaning that you you can't be thinking that you better than them. You can't be thinking that you more worthy than them. You can't be thinking that you just more holy than them. You can't be no. You gotta go in there humble, man. Go in there humble because listen, um, 
if 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 go there and humble because if you're not careful, the same thing that happened to him can happen to you. Yes, Lord. So always come humble. Always go humble because listen, it is not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And so we we really getting to this David situation. The last time I spoke with you, we dealt with how he was the shepherd boy. We dealt with how he was not invited to the sacrifice. At um, at his own father's house, we we dealt how he was anointed to be king amongst his own brethren. We dealt how, how we see how he still had to tend the sheep even though he was anointed. And we, we we dealt with how he had defeated Goliath the giant and cut off the giant's head. We dealt with how the women got so excited about him that they said that they made a song about him. And we dealt with how the, the present king Saul now is jealous of him. And, and scared of him and envious of his anointing and, and, and different things that's on his life. Listen, there's some people in some positions right now, some good positions, some nice titles that are jealous of you. And you don't even have a title. Man, that's deep. I, I need to leave that alone. There are some people right now with some good titles, man. Dr. this, PhD this, such and such this, Archbishop this, that, that, and the other. And, 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 and scared of you and scared of the anointing that's on your life. Lord have mercy. And that's a dangerous spot to be in. Because when people got that those titles and that kind of power, they think they can hold you back. But what God does is this is He He flips the script and He turns it around for your good. But you just gotta be patient and wait. You just gotta trust in the name. You just gotta stay humble. Let me read you something real quick. Lord have mercy. Can I read you something real quick? In the book of Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 18, I'm going to show you something. And around verse 17, it says, Saul said to David, Behold my elder daughter Merab, her will I give thee to wife. Only be thou valiant for me and fight the Lord's battles. For Saul said, Let not my hand be upon him, but let the hand of the Philistines be upon him. Look at that. He's trying to set him up for failure. He's trying to set him up to be killed by the Philistines. And he tried to set him up through a woman. He said, well, I give you a wife. I give you my, one of my daughters to marry. You just fight the Lord's battles. You just fight the Philistines. Because he figured, well, David would get killed in the war, in the battle. <laughs> Ain't that so? And David said unto Saul, who am I? And what is my life or my father's family in Israel that I should be the son-in-law to the king? Looks and looks at what David said. David's still just so humble. See, some other people like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'm this, I'm that. No, he was not. They was not like, I'm a, I'm a this and I'm a that type guy. He was like, no, who am I? Who, who am I that I should, that I should, that I should, who, what is my life and my father's family that I should be the son-in-law to the king? But it came to pass at the time when Merab, Saul's daughter, should have been given to David. She was given unto Adriel, the Mahalathite, to wife. Now, he don't gave um, the woman that David is supposed to marry to somebody else. Ain't it funny how sometimes people think, a lot of men think that they can trip you up by using, using a woman? But oftentimes, the problem is with most men is we get ourselves tripped up by trying to deal with a woman instead of seeking God. But that's another story for another time. I'm, I'm trying to get somewhere. So let, me, let me keep going. <laughs> and Mikhail, watch this now. And Michael. Saul's daughter loved David. Oh, she loved David. How, well, how did she fall? Well, she loved David. How? Why? How? Well, they, they ain't even on no dates or nothing. How's she loving David? People will fall in love with the anointing. 
People fall in love with how you carry yourself. People fall in love with warriors. Praisers. Lord have mercy. She loved David and David. And they told Saul. And the thing pleased him. Now wait a minute now. The thing pleased Saul. But because. Why did it please Saul? But we can really see. And Saul said. I will give him her. That she may be a snare to him. That the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Wherefore Saul said to David. Thou shalt this day be my son-in-law. In the, in the one of the twain. Now watch this now. Now watch this now. He said, either you're going to be my son-in-law, which is what he's saying. Either this man is going to be my son-in-law, or he's going to be defeated by the Philistines. Because Saul came up with a plan then. And let's see what Saul's plan is. Because some people use love against you. Some people will use love against you. Now let me show you something. And Saul commanded his servants, saying, Commune with David secretly, and saying, Behold, the king hath delight in thee, and all his servants love, love thee. Now, therefore, be the king's son-in-law. Watch this. And Saul's servants spake those words in the ears of David, and David said, Seemeth it to me a light thing to be the king's son-in-law, seeing that I am a poor man and lightly esteemed? He said, David, I'm a poor man. I'm lightly esteemed. What they want with me? <laughs> David like what they want with me I'm a poor man lightly esteemed what they want with me he's a poor man he's lightly esteemed but he's anointed in a minute you're going to see this palm don't become a king Lord have mercy my God my God in here listen God chooses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise he, that's why he chose that. He chose a little man like David to defeat a giant. All these people that came before Samuel, the prophet Samuel, when he was when he was at Jesse's house, all David's brothers that came before him looked at like kings. Tall, handsome, statue. Looked at the part. God rejected him, said, Where's the one who doesn't look the part at? Where where is where is he at? We're so hooked on people looking the part. But God is looking at the heart. Now, let me stop this before I start rhyming. I mean, I'm a poet too though. I like to, I got a couple books of poetry that I've written. I, I need to stop this. Let me, let me show you something. Let me, let's keep reading. Let's get into the word of God. Let's keep reading. <laughs> and the servants of Saul told him saying, On this man spake David. And Saul said, Thus shall you say to David, The king desired not any dowry, but a hundred foreskins of the Philistines. In other words, that the king don't want any money from you now. Because mm -hmm. you know sometimes the custom is, is that you're going to marry the king's daughter. You got to be a prince already. You got to come with something. You got a kingdom. You got some money. What, what's going on? Nothing. But he said, no, no. Saul don't want anything from you, man. Here's what Saul wants. Here's what Saul wants. Saul wants you dead. There are some people that want you dead. That is deep, man. I'm, I'm telling you what's real. I'm reading out of the Bible and I'm telling you what's real. There are some people right now. There are some ministries right now. There are some preachers right now that want you dead. You preaching, you teaching, you don't start your own church, you don't do them things. And there are some preachers right now that want you dead. There are some people out there right now who want you defeated. 
There's some people that are out there right now who don't know you but hate you. But let me keep going. Can I keep going? Lord have mercy. I don't know if I'm going to finish this one. I don't know if I'm going to finish this man because I, I feel like shouting. There's some people that want you dead. But the problem with you is you won't die. You've been delayed, but you won't die. You've been talked about, but you won't die. You've been mistreated, but you won't die. You've been misunderstood. You've been late in some payments, but you won't die. I call bullshit. Take out my high, yeah. Let me show you something real quick. You just won't give up, will you? You just won't give in. Five years have been passed, and we thought it was over. And here you are again on a podcast trying to, trying to preach. Here you are again on a live feed trying to pre- And they want you dead. They want your voice silent. But for some reason, you won't stay dead. Here you are again giving your testimony. Here you are again in somebody's church preaching. Here you are again uh, uh, serving the ministry, serving the people. Here you are again doing different things that they call it so-called about Because here you are again believing God again. Here you are repenting, praying, fasting, tithing, giving, pray, uh, uh, running the house again. And people don't like it. People like, Lord have mercy. This guy just won't die. He just won't let it go. But there's an anointing in the side of you that will not allow. If you really anointed, if you really called of God, if you really they will not allow you to die. You're seeing your enemies right now crumble before you. You're seeing people right now who have talked against you. People have said all many evil things against you. You're seeing them right now. You just and and they and they can't stand to look at you because they know they undid you some type of way. And yet you're still smiling, and you're looking at them and on the reverse side of things. And now you're looking at them in their worst state, and you say, "My my 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 my." My, 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 my. Don't have me hit that Johnny Gill, you know. Let me get back to the word of God. Lord, you see how many times you get, get me excited? Don't get me excited, now. Let us go deeper into this thing. Watch this. And when his servants told David these words, it pleased David well to be the king's son-in-law. It pleased David to be the king's son-in-law. That's an honor. And the days were not inspired. Wherefore David arose and went, he and his men, and slew of the Philistines 200 men. Because that's what the king required to be his son of law. They required of David. They, he, and so David went out there and slew 200 men. And David brought their foreskins, and they gave him in full tale to the king. Now, listen. Now, here's what the plot of, of, of Saul was. When Saul found out that Michal, his daughter, loved David, he, it pleased him because what he was going to do was he was going to set a trap for David. And what he did was, he said, okay, so what I'm going to do then. I'm going to tell David he can be my son-in-law if he go out and defeat uh, the Philistines and bring me 200 foreskins of the Philistines. But what Saul was trying to, trying to do was, he figured, well, David surely would die in the battle. But here's what I'm going to understand is, David just defeated a giant, my man. So first of all, you know he ain't scared. And also, David is a mighty man of valor, a mighty man of war, man. And the Lord is with him. He's not going to lose a battle. Hmm. He's, he's not going to go out. He's not going to go down like that. If he's going down, there ain't the way to do it. Now, there's going to be a way to get him. But this ain't it. Because <laughs> so every man has a weakness. There's a way to get him. 
But that one wasn't it. Lord have mercy. Let me see. Let, let, let's, can we go deeper? Wherefore David, or someone say David arose, and David brought the foreskins, and they gave him to the full tale to the king, and that he might be the king's son-in-law. And Saul gave him Michaela's daughter to wife. Now watch what Saul said. Watch what Saul said. He's frustrated now. Because there's some people who, like I said, you won't go away. Like I said, you just won't stay, stay dead. You just won't stay buried. Here you are rising from a grave again. Here you are preaching again. Here you are running out again. Here you are ushering again. Here you are back in the choir stand. Here you are again. And they just won't let it go. Here you are speaking in tongues again. Here you are believing God again. Here you are trying to come up with plans to start the ministry again. Listen, glory to God. People want you to stay there. They want your ideas to stay there. They want your ministry to stay there. They, because they're afraid of you. They don't, they don't like you. And they simply don't like you simply because you're anointed. And when, when you're anointed like that, your methods are different from them. And that's why also they don't like you. Your methods of ministry, your methods of praise, your methods of getting folks, it just, it just don't jive. It just don't mix with them. They don't like it. But you're getting more results. The problem is God is backing you up. And now you're getting more results off the anointing that God put on your life. And what people don't understand is, why do, why do people have to be the same way? Isaiah's ministry went like Jeremiah. Jeremiah's one like Ezekiel's. There was only one Jeremiah. That's only one Isaiah. That's only one Ezekiel. Why would everybody got to be saying that. They went all the same. He went in Elijah, and then you got Elisha under his understudy. And he said, I want a double portion. It's just not the same. It's just not the same. You, everybody can't be the same, man. John the Baptist had a ministry. It wasn't like Peter's ministry. Peter's wasn't like Paul's. Paul's wasn't like Thomas's ministry. Wow. Everybody's not going to be the same. Now, I'm going to get it's some other things to talk about, but we're going to get into that at a later date. See, it's a lot of things. I got a lot of things here. But the thing is, though, I can't do it all today. And I'm trying to, and I'm going to stop it. Let me, let, me, let me tell you what Saul said, then I'm going to leave you alone with this one. And Saul was yet the more afraid of David. He was afraid. There are people who are trying to destroy you because they are afraid of you. Lord have mercy. There are people right now who want to destroy. There are, there are men of God. There are men in pos with positions. There are men in leaderships. There are men in God nice titles right now who want to destroy you because they are afraid of you. Woo! Saul became David's enemy continually. They have become your enemy. You Listen. At this point in David's life, he is unaware that Saul is his enemy. You got some enemies right now that you don't even know about. I know you're saying you don't have any enemies. You got some enemies right now that you don't even know. Are you anointed? Then you got some enemies you don't know you know about. Now, if you're not anointed, don't worry about no enemies. But if you're anointed, if you got a call of God, 
if you got the power of God rushing through your veins. Then you got some enemies, baby. You got some enemies right now. And it's a lot of enemies you got there, got right now, you don't even know about. Let me show you something. And watch this. Then the princes of the Philistines went forth. And it came to pass, as they went forth, that David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul. So that his name was much set by Lord have mercy. David's name continued to grow and grow and grow and grow. His name. That's what I was talking about earlier. The name. Lord, help our name. Let us repair our names. There's some things that we've done. And I'm ending this lesson. This is David part two. There's some things that we've done that has caused tarnish to our name. There's some decisions we have made. There's some marriages we have gotten ourselves involved in and messed up. There's some businesses we have gotten ourselves involved in and messed up. There's some credit reports out there. There's some key court cases out there. There's some different things going on with us, Lord God. But we want to clear our names up. Mm-hmm. Now, glory to God. Because, listen, and we know life happens. We know life has happened to us. But now we want to clear our name. We know that things can can, um, can happen in life that we have no control of. And watch this. And some we did have control of. We just let it go out. We just let it. Um, we just let it go. We just let ourselves mm -hmm. go. But we want to clear our name. Lord God, we want a better name. We want to clear our name up because listen, we want to trust in the name of the Lord because we want our name to be like your name, Lord God. For at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, y'all, if it's a word, then I must have did it. Get to this podcast. Subscribe to this podcast. This is Jalo Ministries, um, Henry Lee. Um, and what we do is here, we just want to um, give God praise and give God glory and give God honor. In Jesus' name, amen.